Hello, my lemons. How are you guys doing? I'm your host, Meryl Hathaway. Welcome back to the Lemon Grove. I'm doing pretty well. So <clears throat> here's what's super cool about this whole thing is I definitely had a bunch of people reach out to me about how I'm doing and updates on their status. And um, a few of you were hip replacement people. And that was just so awesome. So I have a feeling that my progress is like pretty, pretty consistent um, with being a really active person going into this kind of a surgery or somebody who, you know, because I was in decent shape and uh, have like a, a pretty solid base in in physical fitness, I think I've been better off to get into any of the surgeries I've had. So, okay, so guys, I'm on day, let's see, it's day 18. Well, two weeks, one, two. Yeah. And I'm super sore this morning, but that's because I was an asshole and I pushed myself a little bit yesterday, but not so much that I can't walk. I am super mobile with my cane. I've been going out and about. I started driving yesterday. Now, before I was able to drive, okay, so let's take it back just a, a, a hair. This recovery got to me, I would say the toughest days were days five, six, and seven. Uh, last week on my second week of recovery got easier. And then this week has definitely already been easier. And I say that because I definitely fell in those days five, six, and seven into a very dark place. And I think the reason for that for me was a number of things. I think by that time, my mom had flown home and my boyfriend went to work and my sister went to work and people were still reaching out to see how I was. However, I find that what's happened with each surgery is everybody, for whatever reason, they think it's more important to reach out right around surgery. Let me say that. Now, it's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful thing. To reach out at all is fantastic. Where I think I struggle the most and need the most support is actually that second week or the end of the first week. So five, six, and seven, that's technically the first week, but it's towards the end. And it's when everybody now knows your surgery was days and days ago. So it's a little old news. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like I'm placing blame on anyone. However, what happens in those days for me is I was feeling very alone, you know? So that got hard. And I will say the things that made me feel better, because this is what I try to focus on, I walked as far as I could walk. I went as far as I could. And that was outside of my apartment. So right outside of my apartment, there's some fresh air and there's sunlight. And I would go out there just as long as I could and come back. It would make me feel better. My sister came and picked me up or I could have taken a lift and dropped me off or uh, sat with her, which is what I did, at a park. And we sat outside and I was in a really bad mood. I was not in the kind of mood where I was trying to make the best of anything. And she got me out of it by getting me to that park. And we were outside. And lo and behold, a few dogs were running around and chasing balls in each other. And then kids were like playing on a swing set. And then we watched one kid almost try to like hit another kid. He like threatened him. And he was like a, a two years old. And it was weird and hilarious. Um, also kind of scary. But either way, my point is, is that she got me out of just my house and the frame of mind I was in. 
Another thing that I did that really helped me that I want to focus on is I had a number of girlfriends recommend this book called The Lotus and the Lily. It's a 30-day soul program, and it's by Janet Conner. And it basically says, the access, access the wisdom of Buddha and Jesus to nourish your beautiful, abundant life. Now, I am not a Jesus person. Let me make that very, very clear. A, I am technically Jewish. I have never been super religious, but culturally I'm Jewish. I have found, though, that as I've gotten older and not having a God or any of those things to kind of to like look to or believe in, I have instead found different ways of finding my own spirituality. And I can't recommend this book enough. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to tell you anything. But if you feel like you need to look inwards or be able to take a breath and you're having trouble in any capacity, for me, it was knowing all of this was going to happen with my surgery and recovering. And I was just, I've been struggling. So I went to this book and it's been very helpful. I just want to say that. Um, and do with that what you will. But it asks a lot of questions of you. It asks you to do some writing that kind of help. Um It says things like, and I just flipped open a page and one of my highlighted passages says, any word spoken with clear realization and deep concentration has a materializing value. And that leans towards like prayer and things like that. For me, I think about it in terms of, okay, so I have things that I want and goals and I want in life. So if I can make those intentions clear and really try to focus on the positive and finding that thing, hopefully I will materialize it. Who knows? But it couldn't hurt. Right. The other thing um, is that I have a number of people in my life being out here and we call this kind of stuff woo woo, but who are into um, the the power of crystals and using crystals for healing and things like that. And I want to shout out the House of Intuition, where I went with my sister, who is very into this sort of kind of healing right now. And I'm learning about it. And I'm just going to say that it's really interesting and kind of fun. And learning something new is a great way to distract yourself. And in this way, it's not having to physically do anything. It's having a crystal or two or a set of like chakra crystals or what have you, starting with like a starter kit and then a book and then just kind of learning about it. And for me, I figure why not have as much healing as I possibly can in my life right now, especially. So I'm trying to be really open-minded. So these are a couple things that have helped me. Also, I thought I was going to lean on my my go-to ER and I was going to watch Six Feet Under, the series. I was going to binge the whole thing in my recovery. Guys, I didn't want to focus on death or hospitals. Weird, right? I know. But uh, yeah, that didn't really work for me. So instead, I ended up finding that a lot of like crappy reality TV is where my brain needed to go. And Jersey Shore Family Reunion is alive and well these days. Uh, So that's where my brain went for that kind of thing. Now, considering I was able to start driving yesterday, let's just get to that. Here's the thing for everybody out there, especially if you're in a city that the driving and traffic is just, you know, an endless parade of cars. You don't miss driving when you can drive, right? Like you don't want to have to drive because it's it's just infuriating and, and slow and can just be really, really irritating for someone like me, who's an East Coaster, who's efficient, who just says like, why the hell is this taking so long? You know, because everybody wants to just pause and watch things and look at their phone and forget that they're in a moving automobile. And I'm not a huge fan of all that. So normally, if I can take like a break from driving, I love it. But I haven't driven in three weeks, something like that. And yesterday, I got to drive. And I went to the DMV. And it took about 30 minutes, I'm going to say. Conservatively, I'd say 45 
to get there, get in the line that's specifically for people with appointments, which by the way, guys, if you're a normal, just regular, you know, Joe Schmo, never ever just show up at the DMV, make a damn appointment. Oh my God. The amount of time that you save is huge and you feel like an asshole when you show up and you're like, oh, that's the line of people that didn't know like me. Um, And it's like three people long who have appointments or if you have a disability, you get to be in that line. So I got there at like probably 10 a.m. ish. And I was worried that that was way too late, but I was not about to set an alarm to get up to go to the DMV. I just couldn't make it happen because I had nothing else really 100% that I had to be at. So it just didn't make sense to try to like rush. But at the same time, I was like, eh, 10's pushing the laziness factor for everyone and might be really crowded (laughs) right now. But um, so I showed up with my form that the surgeon's office and everybody gave me for a temporary pass that I get the placard until September 2018, you guys. It's only April. So that's pretty rad because that's going to help out a lot in terms of in terms of like groceries uh, getting and like bringing my dogs places and just just anything that requires a lot of walking honestly for a long time it's going to be tough so and so I'm so like pumped about that I have my placard now it's red because it's temporary so you're not like part of the blue club which is cool I don't need to be a part of the blue club uh temporary is fine for me I feel VIP status as is so I'm very thankful for that and driving um after not having driven since before surgery was weird, kind of, honestly. Um, And I definitely did not take my Oxy uh, because I was not about to be on oxycodone and driving uh, because that's stupid uh, at length, especially. (laughs) It's just not cool when you have to go and like be a human places. Just stay home, relax. So, um, so yeah, so that all went well and it was just kind of weird being on the road and feeling somewhat independent again and weird in a really good way I had like all this energy uh honestly I really did and I've been sleeping a lot better since my surgery or since the last update I also had my follow-up with my surgeon so I went in and they did an x-ray which by the way guys here's something interesting I don't know if somehow the modern x-ray has changed dramatically and no one's discussed it, but I got an x-ray of my hip and my surgeon went over it and everything and I'm looking at like the device in there and it was really cool and I was like, wow, this is so just gnarly that that thing got put into me and it's a replacement for bone and I'm looking at it and it's a bright glowing thing on this x-ray. So obviously I'm staring at that, right? And I get home and I was so excited about this x-ray to show off like my cool new hip and I send it out to a bunch of people. <laughs> Holy, oh my God. I'm just realizing like the depth of this. So I send out this photo that's got my hip in it. And lo and behold, the longer I'm looking at the entire image, I realize that I'm staring at my vagina and like the outside of my butt. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I, I, you know, smush my fingers in to, to make the picture bigger on my phone And lo and behold, it's like the outline of all of my fleshy parts, fleshy, fleshy parts. So I accidentally sent a photo (laughs) of my entire vagina, labia, the vulva, all the parts of it, 
are pretty much just smack dab in the middle of my x-ray photo. (laughs) And I sent this out to a bunch of people before I realized. Then I realized one of the people I sent it to is one of my very best friends, Jonathan Havens. And he is a happily married man with two kids. And I sent him a photo basically of my vagina. And I didn't realize it. And I thought to myself, well, maybe John didn't notice. Like, maybe nobody noticed the way that I didn't notice. So I sent it to my boyfriend who hadn't seen the photo uh, just on its own. Like, he'd been in the office with me and looked at, like, the device. But I knew he hadn't just looked at the picture. And I said, what do you see? And he sent back a message that said, your vagina and your ass. (laughs) I just thought to myself, oh, I'm fucked. If he saw it and he knows all that Anyway, and it's not like he was actively looking for it because he knows what the image is supposed to be of and what your eye is naturally drawn to is supposed to be my hip. But then I factored in that he's a dude. And I was like, well, my friend is also a dude. So really, I think it's just bing, bang, boom. If you're a guy and you're a heterosexual, your eye is going to go straight for the vagina. Now, perhaps it does if you're gay, but the gay friends I sent it to did not comment. Now, they did say hashtag crotch shot, which I'm realizing may have been them trying to tell me (laughs) that they could also see my vagina in my x-ray. So is that a standard x-ray these days? Is that a 2018 x-ray? It just gives you all the goods? Because if that's the case, you guys, seriously, you got to tell people that. Because here we are super excited to to share. (laughs) I mean, thank God I didn't send that to like my manager and my agent and like the team of people that work for me. Um, oh, my God, that would be th- I walk in. All the assistants are like, hey, hey, Meryl. And they all look down into their coffee. Oh, God. So that was an interesting realization. But getting to see that my hip is there was really exciting. <laughs> Um, so my surgeon said everything went great. And you guys, my scar is, I'm really shocked. It's a very, very, very small, thin. Now it's long. It's probably like four inches long for a hip replacement, which I think, uh, honestly, a lot of people would be shocked that it's even that that small, but it looks a lot longer than the um, really small scars I have from my arthroscopic hip surgeries. So I I guess I was surprised in that way that it is so much longer, but it makes sense. They had to like put, I mean, it all makes sense, but it's all gross and I'll puke if I start talking about it, as you know. So uh, the scar looks really good though. It's healing really, really well. So I'm going to post a photo of that on my, on the Instagram as soon as I feel like it's appropriate. Um, and by the way, everybody who's been following the Instagram account at Lemon Grove Podcast, thank you guys so much, uh, for following. Now you have to listen, subscribe because, uh, I have so many other like cool stories coming to you, um, from different people. And then I'm also going to keep up with these lemonades and I'm going to talk about all the various ridiculous, just independent things I've gone through um, and get into the nitty gritty of those. So sticking with my hip, um, I did start physical therapy. They had me do a bunch of things yesterday that were like physical activities, which felt really good. It was only my second session. I got mostly a lot of massage at first. And when you hear massage, some people who don't know might be like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like physical therapy is easy. Well, it's actually really painful massage because they're massaging out like all the scarred areas. And um, while not 
uh, actually directly on my scar yet. It's too early for that. But around all the area that was moved or, um, you know, dealt with during surgery, there's a lot of just sort of trauma in there that they kind of break up. And also my hip flexor in the front of my hip is crazy, crazy tight. They've always been tight on me. But um, the surgeon's office and the different, the the various uh associates and assistants that I that I deal with there who follow up with me as well let me know too that um, the hip flexor gets really tight when you have a hip replacement which I think all makes sense just because everything is sort of scarred up uh, and uh, needs kind of just to be um, literally massaged back into its regular positioning you know and uh and sort of consistency right now everything's very tense and so uh so when he went into my hip flexor oh my gosh it's like if you haven't had a physical uh massage that's for like an injury you you might not understand but if you've ever had anything which a lot of us have where you're just super super tense and have to have someone massage it out whether it's your neck your shoulders your back anything or an injury area it's like the worst but best pain because it hurts really, really deeply. But it's at the same time, this huge relief. It's like, oh, gosh, oh, that needs to happen so badly <laughs> that even though it's really painful because it's happening, it feels at the same time like I can breathe deeper. And, uh, you know, it's like when at the end of the day, you go to wash your face and you're like, oh, my God, I have this huge thing that developed throughout the day and it's ready to go. And you get to extract this thing on your face. And it's like the satisfaction of that. Now, I know that's more of a female thing than a male thing. Because I hear that all of my friends like to pop their boyfriends or husbands zits and stuff. And men are like, ooh, you guys are weird and gross. So I don't know if that's just a female thing. But for me, anyway, it's a good metaphor. So aside from that... I've still been pretty much local at home um, just because there's so much I can do at home. My apartment is very open and flat so I can get around really easily and uh, sort of set myself up in like a central area and not be too far from anything. And then I have my dogs. And you guys, I want to talk a little bit about this because I do feel like if you know me as a normal person or if you followed me on my Meryl Hathaway Instagram account, you would know pretty well that my dogs are so incredibly important to me but in the in just the vein of healing in just being someone who's stuck and recovering in any way or um, ailing from something dogs have this innate sense in them that you need them more 